Yeah, it's real important. I think, again, the playing together is, is always important with the guys up front. And that's, uh, it's no, no matter where you're, what level of football you're playing at, if you have continuity there with those five guys because of the communication, then certainly you're going to be ahead of the curve. So, uh, again, the got new players, new positions. Andre James, he's been here. Uh, Alex Leatherwood, uh, very intelligent guy. He's picked it up very quickly. And then the communication with our guards, who are veteran guys, uh, has been great uh, going out to him on the outside. So, um, you know, the only way to get better and that, get, get that group of players better is for them to play together. And we're going to get that done here in training camp. Well, hey, the COVID is obviously still very real and, and uh, kind of hit us in the face here yesterday. So you never want to have players miss, but uh, that's, that's the world we live in right now with COVID. And it's unfortunate for those guys uh, to have contacted it or to be in a, you know, a close proximity uh, that they have to miss time because of that. So, uh, but that, again, we've dealt with it a year ago and we'll deal with, you know, whatever comes to us this year. But, you know, it was hard losing, obviously, Kirby Wilson when we did, but we feel very, very, very fortunate. We have coaches on staff and Tim Burbanek and Rich Bisaccia. Uh, our two veteran coaches that have been with John a long time, uh, and so we feel like we've got the position covered. Yeah, I mean, there's a, a number of different issues. Goal-to-goal -goal scoring is really the biggest issue. Not, not, not in tight red zone, but when we got had the ball on a first and goal, we did not score enough touchdowns. And, and when you look at it, again, that's where we, we try and base where are we, where are we at. How many categories, again, statistically, you're in the top ten? How many are in the bottom ten? And you want to try and let's get this offense into these top ten categories. And as you said, we were for the most part. But uh, it would be a big emphasis here in training camp. There was a big emphasis in the OTAs and the June minicamp uh, to just make sure that the players understand when we get in those situations, the urgency once we get down there in the tight red zone. So uh, we'll have a chance here to, to fix it, the situation during training camp and during these, uh, you know, our, our three preseason games, and then and then we'll hit the ground running when the season gets going. So you're always looking for uh, player, skilled players or the players to get the ball to, uh, and we've got – we feel like capable players right now. Every position. Nelson Aguilar would be a, a tough guy, you know, to replace, but we really feel good about both Brian and Henry right now. And we brought in John Brown, who's looked good. Uh, you know, so Willie Sneed, the guy that's come over and has looked very good in the OTAs and looked good here the first two days. So we have some capable guys we think can step up. But, again, the more weapons that you have, certainly uh, the harder you are to defend down there. You know, he looks great right now. Again, you got to realize that a year ago he's coming off that knee surgery, so he missed the entire offseason. Uh, he was able to lift weights, you know, from January all the way up here until the start of training camp. Uh, and he's and he's uh, spent a lot of time during the summer with Darren Waller. He's gone to the the, uh, the tight end camp that Kittle put on uh, during the summer and got a chance to be around some of the the great tight ends in the league, and he obviously he's around a great one every day in Darren Waller, but uh, he's bigger, he's faster, he's stronger, and we have real high expectations for him this season. You mentioned that uh, Alex Leatherwood, intelligent, picking it up quickly. What have you seen in the first three days that you said about Alex Leatherwood? 
just the this you know I the the volume and what we ask our players to do uh, really in, in, in a two-day period what we've asked them in terms of the installation uh, I installed over 400 plays in two days and uh, very limited mental reps we had them in the rookie camp for three days uh, and and very lim very few mental if any mental uh, errors so that's the biggest reason uh, and he had very few mental errors uh, last year during the OTAs and June camps um, and just in, you just have a conversation with him about football, and you understand, you realize that this guy is an intelligent football player. Not he's an intelligent person, but a very intelligent football player. And obviously, he's looked very athletic as well. So we're we're excited about his start. We haven't put the pads on, you know. You got to temper some of those, you know, high expectations you have. But but he's looked very good out here in shorts. Well, like every, like, you know, I know, and Coach mentioned it yesterday. It's it's hard to evaluate, obviously, the offensive line, really at any position when you haven't done anything in pads yet. But I would say John Simpson ended up being our strongest player coming out of the the offseason program. So tremendous strength and uh, for him, improvement in the weight room uh, over the last six months has, has been phenomenal. So. His, if his work ethic has anything to do with how he's going to take the next step this year, if, if that has anything to say about it, he'll be a much better player. So, uh, But he, again, he, he gained more weight, he gained more strength, and yet he didn't lose the flexibility or the athleticism that, that we saw when we drafted him. So uh, we're excited about him. Is there anybody coming out of OTAs you know, fortunately for us on our side of the ball, uh, we've got a number of returning starters. So we had very few holes we felt like we needed to fill. Uh, I mentioned earlier, you know, the right tackle position in the center, losing Gabe and Rodney and, and not having a right tackle. But we feel very comfortable with the guys that we have there and, and the person that we drafted and Alex and the guys that we brought in to play the inside positions and having Andre here. They're, they're players that have been in our system and know the system we feel good about them. And then probably the biggest, you know, you'd say one of the biggest losses was, was Nelson. But again, we drafted Henry Ruggs with the first pick last year, and we felt like uh, Brian Edwards was a guy that could really develop into a great wide receiver. And we're seeing that growth from, from those two players from year to one to year two. So um, that would, I'd say the biggest concern is there – uh, something a surprise or somebody that's jumped out at us right now it's still kind of too early to say through two days uh, they kind of are who we thought they were uh, when we brought them in and uh, have gone through the drills at least the individual drill work and what we're doing uh, team wise and, and group wise so uh, nothing right now has really jumped out Nick Martin has a lot of starts in his resume is he profiling as a center or can he get some kind of yeah, we're playing both. You know, as, as you guys know, Tom likes to move those guys around. Uh, and so Nick will see time at guard as well. You know, Patrick Omama is another veteran player. We've got, we've got again, a great competition uh, really at every position. And, and, and the offensive line, although we lost, people would look at it and say we lost some players there. But we feel like we've got great competition. And we've got veteran players like a, a Nick Martin or Patrick Omama that, that have played before. So... Uh, we feel good, you know, even bringing Sam Young back in here, who played some game for us. We've got great competition 
and will continue just to move those guys. And, and Nick is another guy that's picked up the system quickly and, and, and really has transitioned to playing the center position as, as well as both guards. Yeah, I think he's a real smart, intelligent uh, quarterback, and he'll ask, he'll do what we ask him to do. Uh, and as you know, a lot of it's dependent upon the players that are out on the field with him. So um, we know he's an intelligent player. We know he's a very accurate player. Uh, in terms of throwing the football, uh, so we will. When we again we looked at back at what can we do better? Explosive plays, explosive plays down the field is one of those areas that we will look to improve upon. And uh, you know it's a mindset too, you know. But I think he's aware of that as well, and he's aware of what what we're asking him on every play and what the progression will be, and and when we want him taking chances and when we don't. But I think again through his experience, he, he should be better moving forward. You've been in the league for a while now, and I don't know how often you went up against him, but when you did, with Charles Woodson going in the Hall of Fame, how tough was it to scheme against Charles? Unbelievable. You know, um, first of all, so excited for him, to obviously, to be elected, and, and we knew that was a foregone conclusion. It was going to happen, but just a, an unbelievable athlete. The one thing I remember of being here, obviously going against him, you always had to plan for him, whether he was at safety or when he was at, at corner position. Uh, and very few guys transition like that, but he was one that was able to do that. But uh, what 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 jumped out at me when I when I finally had a chance to be around him on a day-to-day -day basis was what a phenomenal athlete he was and the range that he had. But uh, his athleticism, even late in his career, uh, to me, you know, I think anybody that saw him would say, "Wow, how, how can he still do that at that age?" And he probably could still go out here and, and take quite a few reps, you know, early on in practice before he kind of get wore out right now because you look at him, he looks the same. So just his athleticism was phenomenal. He's a super smart player, I think, as he got later into his career. And maybe he understood that maybe his skills weren't where they were when he was young because of his mindset and his intelligence at, at playing in the back end. He, he understood route combinations. He understood quarterback reads and progression. So that allowed him to play a long time because he knew what was going on, on the other side of the ball. So uh, super intelligent, and again, you, you combine that with the athleticism that he had, you're going to have a Hall of Fame player. Last year, you going on the road, played with some of some partially built crowds. With how this town has responded to the Golden Knights, or the game, but you know, like, the, the way that this offense performs, is, is, that a, is that something that could, could sort of compelling for you to, to get this electric offense in front of a crowd like that and, and leading up to, to the home opening? No question, and really probably more importantly for our defense to have a home crowd advantage, you know, for our defense out there, making it more difficult for the opposing team's quarterbacks coming in. That's what, you know, we're most excited about. Um, uh, but, yeah, to have, to have, again, to see the excitement in our player, we had a number of players that were in the hockey games and got a chance to, Arena Horn, so um, they know that th this is a town that will get behind them uh, when we win. Uh, so they're excited to have home field uh, advantage with the crowd in the stadium. So I think everybody, not just the offensive players, but I think the entire team is looking forward to having the stadium for Thank you, guys. Good to see you. Bob, quick, the neighbors. There they go again. Jeez, it's like clockwork. 
every weekend, he grabs his clubs, she grabs a duffel, and they're gone for the night. And when they come back, they look so relaxed and happy. Where do you think they go? Well, they're not rich, so it must be affordable. Maybe some kind of marriage retreat? Oh, right, with golf clubs? And she looks so refreshed. We could use some of whatever it is. Go ask them when they get back. Well, they're back, and you won't believe it. Surprise me. They've been going to Casablanca Resort in Mesquite on that $99 room and golf getaway. Sometimes they go for the $99 room and spa getaway. They love it. Hey, we could afford 99 bucks, and it's only a little more than an hour's drive. Let's treat ourselves. Book your $99 room and golf or spa getaway today at mesquitegaming.com or call 877-GETAWAY. Casablanca Resort in Mesquite, just like Vegas used to be. Must be 21 years or older. Welcome back to Coach's Corner on the Highway Radio Network. And all of our shows can be found on the internet via a number of different links. You can go to SoundCloud or Anchor. Uh, those websites have our shows. You can go to my Facebook uh, page, uh, Jim Bola. You can go to Coach Bola 52 on Twitter. Or you can go to highwayradio.com. Uh, main page, scroll down to the bottom right corner. And there will be a Coach's Corner logo. You can click on that. That will also take you to SoundCloud. So we've got some Vegas Golden Knights news. Kelly McCrimmon and George McPhee have done it again. They've traded another fan favorite. Ryan Reeves has been traded to the New York Rangers for a 2022 third-round pick. Uh, The move reunites Reeves with former Knights coach Gerard Gallant. Uh, The 34-year-old bruiser became one of the team's most popular players after being traded from the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, February 23rd of 2018, uh, he played exclusively on the fourth line. Uh, and he is the enforcer for the Vegas Golden Knights. This is uh, a lot of this information has come from Ben Goats of the Review Journal. Um, Reeves had a total of 42 points in 209 games with the Knights. He recorded 837 hits in his time with the team, 107 more than the next closest uh, player on the uh, Knights team. So the enforcer for the Vegas Gold Knights and fan favorite, um, if you're from here, you'll see uh, Ryan Reeves doing commercials for uh, the water district. No watering on Sundays. Make sure your time clock's correct. And the fans love Revo. Uh, he also has his own beer product, Revo 75. Um and he has basically stated he wants to live here in Las Vegas. So uh, very interesting that the Vegas Golden Knights have traded Ryan Reeves. And with that trade, that puts them close to the salary cap. They're still a little bit over, uh, but it puts them close to the salary cap. And as we have stated before, and we heard it from the owner, Bill Foley, and Kelly McCrimmon, uh, the goal of the Vegas Knights is to be at that salary cap number uh, no matter what, and they are doing it. So uh, fan favorite, Marc-Andre Fleury gone. 
Now Ryan Reeves traded to the Rangers uh, for a 2022 third-round pick. Uh, and some other news with the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, Stormy Butoni is not returning, and she is the uh, kind of the rink reporter uh, for the Knights uh, on their television broadcasts. Uh, so she is actually a local here in Vegas. Um, she graduated from Palo Verde High School in San Diego State and started with the Mountain West with her journalism degree. Um, she's the second member of the Knights broadcast team to leave this offseason. Studio analyst Mike McKenna announced this this month uh, he was not returning to the organization. So uh, a lot of changes happening with the Vegas Golden Knights. And as we said, uh, getting rid of, you know, fan favorite Revo, as everybody calls him. Uh, people in town love the guy. I mean, he's a great, uh, he's the enforcer. Um, but, but with Colasar kind of stepping up and, uh, basically a younger version of Ryan Reeves, not as, I don't think as physical, but he tries to be as physical. Um, maybe the Knights figure that, um, they can get by with him. So, um, Vegas Golden Knights are going to have a completely different look uh, next year. So uh, it's going to be really, really interesting to see what happens there. Uh, we'll, we'll continue to keep up to date with the Knights. I don't think they're basically done uh, right now um, with what they're doing. And uh, as I said, you know, they they have signed, you know, got rid of the $7 million that they were paying Flurry. And just went out and spent it all and got about five players for that. So, uh, and one of the players, you know, Matthias Janmark, uh, re-signed him. Um, so, uh, uh, and then brought in a couple of new players. So, as I said, the Vegas Golden Knights making a another deal. Trading Ryan Reeves, the enforcer for the Vegas Golden Knights. Um to the New York Rangers, where he will be reunited with former coach Gerard Gallant. This is Coach's Corner on the Highway Radio Network, brought to you by the Casablanca Hotel and Casino in Mesquite, Nevada. If money was no object and you and a friend could get away to a beautiful nearby resort for a 24-hour stay that includes a world-class spa treatment, would you do it? Now, what if I tell you $99 is all you need for that same scenario and the resort is the fabulous Casablanca in beautiful Mesquite, Nevada? You'll be rejuvenated inside their spa and salon with a Swedish massage, European facial, or pumpkin pedicure of your choice. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Casablanca Resort's $99 room and spa getaway. You can get away from your stress and start to refresh in less than an hour's drive. And when you come, enjoy our delicious dining, nightly entertainment, championship golf courses, and famous weekend brunch buffet. Book your $99 room and spa getaway today at mesquitegaming.com or call 877-GETAWAY. Must be 21 years or older. Casablanca Resort in Mesquite. It's just like Vegas used to be.
And welcome back to Coach's Corner on Highway Radio Network. So, college football. A lot of things happening in college football. You've got the uh, Texas-Oklahoma uh, moving to the SEC. Uh, is there going to be a domino effect? Uh, ESPN came out with uh, stability rankings. This is interesting. Uh, they rated all 130 uh, FBS uh, teams by Coach's roster in performance. So... I've gone through this. Uh, so coaching stability, um, up to 20 points. Points will be awarded according to three factors. How long your current coach has been on the job? How many head coaches have you had over the past five years? Um, how many coordinators have you had to replace this offseason? Um, roster stability. This will be based on two factors, returning production, averages, and number of players you've lost. To the transfer portal. A great transfer portal. And in performance stability, up to 10 points. Um, this one's kind of a little bit murky. Uh, how well have you done recently? Um, they'll go over a five-year average. How consistent have you been? How many games did you play last year? This is a specific game to COVID. So the number one team of the 130 FBS schools with stability, according to ESPN, Wyoming of the Mountain West. Um, very, very interesting. So um, they got 15.5 coaching stability, 19.2 roster stability, 6.0 in performance stability. The second team in this 130 group, number 20 Air Force uh, with 34.5 points, 24 coaching. 10 for Ross, 10.9 for roster stability, 3.7 for performance. Uh, the next team would be San Jose State at 31.5. Then Nevada, 36th in the rankings, San Jose 34. Hawaii, which is kind of interesting, 41. They get 10 out of 20 for coaching stability. They've had, in the past five years, they've had two coaches. Um, Performance, they only get 4.1. Boise State, which was interesting. You thought they'd be higher up there. They are 58th out of 130 with 28 points. Four for coaching stability. Roster 16.2 and 7.8 for performance stability. Uh, number 63 on this list would be San Diego State. Uh, 27.7, 10 on coaching stability. 10.7 roster stability, 7.1 on performance. Then you have Fresno State at number 80 with 25 points, 10 for coaching stability, 12.7 roster stability, 2.5 for performance. Number 84 out of 130 schools, New Mexico. I don't understand this one. Uh, 24.3, 10 on the coaching stability, 9.9 on roster, and 4.4 on performance. They've been terrible the last couple years. Number 88, UNLV, 10.0 in coaching stability. You've got two coaches in the last five years there. Um, roster stability, 4.3. Uh, or no, roster stability is uh, 9.3. And then performance is 4.3. 118 on this list, Utah State, 16.6 coaching stability. Um, or no, 16.6 .6 total, 
2.0 in coaching stability, 12 on roster stability, 2.6 on performance stability. So there's your Mountain West rankings of 130 teams, um, according to ESPN, on their stability. Now, also from CBS Sports, I've got a little bit of audio. Uh, they did a round uh, panel discussion here. I'm going to let the, let this play, um, where they have the four gentlemen talking about super conferences and comparing it to the NFL. They're saying there's going to be four conf- four instead of Power Five, it's going to be Power Four. And it's going to be two conferences, and it'll be like the NFL. You'll have the uh, AFC and the NFC, but on the college level. So we're going to bring that to you. And, again, this is courtesy of CBS Sports. You're going to have two sides, 32 and 32, 30 and 30. Nothing's going to look when the dust settles. Right now we've got the Power Five and the Group of Five, right? This is all going to change. And I'm told by our producer, Noah, that the – Chip's idea is the best. So, Chip, you can start us off, and then the other guys can try to top you. Well, yeah, I think the haves and the have-nots is no longer power five and group of five. I do think that the Big 12 ends up dissolving, and we're left with the SEC, the ACC, the Big Ten, the Pac-12, and an American athletic conference that has been able to strengthen its position. But then even within those four conferences that you know all held that autonomy five or power five label in the old era, I think when it's 2023, as we predicted, and all the pieces have fallen in place, we enter a new uh, college football playoff era, the haves and the have-nots is going to be the SEC and the Big Ten ahead of the ACC and the Pac-12, and those conferences might be ahead of the American Athletic Conference, even with its strengthened position, because the amount of money that is going to be brought in in terms of revenues and the amount of money that is going to be spent, money spent, is going to be a big differentiator among Power 5 teams, and the money that you can spend is going to continue to go up as long as your revenues, especially off these media rights deals, continue to go up. So the ACC and the Pac-12 will hope that they can compete on the field because they're not going to be able to compete in the bank account. The haves and the have-nots will even break apart within the so-called Power Conferences. Yeah, my my idea is sort of along those same lines as to but I think you're going to see Two conferences band together on each side. I think you're going to see the SEC and the ACC band together. You're going to see the Big Ten and the Pac-12 band together. And some of those Big 12 teams will obviously be absorbed by uh, some of those conferences as well. But this is a complete deconstruction and reconstruction of college football. And I think really the driving force behind this, yes, it's media rights deals, but really it's trying to make sure that these properties don't get gobbled up by the Netflix by the Apple TV, things like that. So you're trying to have networks monopolize all of college athletics. And by doing this, by basically breaking it up half and half, then you will have what amounts to an NFL model. And I think ultimately that from a TV perspective and from a competitive perspective is where we're going to need to go. So I think you're going to have two sides, 32 and 32, 30 and 30, number them however much you want. You have two or two rivals, three rivals, whatever, and then you rotate everybody else around. Ultimately, I think that's where we're headed. It might not be right away, but at the end, I think that's where we're headed. Again, it goes back to my original uh, answer, guys, is that this is going to be unrecognizable. It's going to be some form of what Chip is talking about, what Barry is talking about. And I would take it a further example and say, similarly to what you guys are saying, 
I've likened it to minor league baseball, where you've got the NFL, you know, you've got major league baseball is the ultimate, and you have triple A, double A, single A. Right now, NFL is king. We already acknowledge that the college football system as we know it now is a minor league system, but you will see a delineation. They won't call it triple A, single A, uh, double A, but what you'll see is the SEC, maybe another combination like Barrett's talking about, Big Ten, Pac-12, maybe it's SEC, ACC, but there will be a clear-cut delineation because of the money that's coming to these schools where there'll be a triple A, which is the elite of the elite, the programs that are just uh, swimming in revenues. There will be a double A, those teams that are right below them, that maybe, and that's going to be the interesting thing to me, is where does that line of delineation come? Because in Barrett's model, which, which would be you know, 32 and 32 you know, of these teams at this elite level, that's 64. I think that's too many. I think it might be whittled down. So you might be, you might see 48 and then 24, and then the rest are single A teams. And the thing that's most fascinating about this is with the transfer portal being opened up where we have free agency, I think you'll see just like in minor league baseball where players work their way up through the system sometimes, you'll see that where a player goes to a lower tier school, plays well, bumps up, maybe goes to double A, maybe jumps all the way up to triple A, and you'll see that delineation really start to separate between these schools. All this is going to happen down the road. This season is going to be just like last season. We're going to have same conferences. We're going to have a four-team playoff. And welcome to Coach's Corner on the Highway Radio Network. And we've got a great guest, Christian Addison of Mesquite Gaming. And Christian, you've got some unbelievable golf values for the summer. Absolutely. Mesquite is the place to be this summer and the Casablanca Resort's ready with some some great offers to get some people up out of Las Vegas and uh, come enjoy our great resort for a great long weekend away or if you need a little extended weekend, the Casablanca is the place to be. Well, you and you typically, you still run your $99 room and golf packages, correct? Absolutely. Our $99 package is, is famous and it goes all year round. Uh, but in the summertime, we bring out an even better package for people to enjoy. We have our $59 summer midweek room and golf package, and it can't be beat. Right. Right. So, and that runs until the uh, end of se- our September 7th, correct? Yeah, that's when our, our courses go into uh, overseas for, yeah. for the summer. But you can take advantage of this great uh, $59 package. It gets you a room at the, the Casablanca Resort. And one round of golf at either the Palms or the Casablanca Golf Club, two of the, the great golf courses you can find here in Mesquite, Nevada. Right. Okay. And then you also you also will do groups, and you're, you kind of handle the group coordination for any kind of a group event. So if I've got a group of, say, 20 guys that want to come up there and play, they can, it's a one-stop shop, basically. They call you. You take care of everything for them, correct? Absolutely. absolutely. We, we have a great group sales department, and – they're almost like a golf concierge for, for those group leaders. And uh, so, yeah, if you got your group of 20, you know, come on up to Casablanca. We not only book our courses, the Casablanca and Palms, but we have six of six whole courses in the ski within six minutes of the Casablanca Resort. So you can play the courses that we have, but we also have uh, group rates that we can offer at the other golf courses here in town. And we can put together a great stay-and-play package for that group coming out to the Casablanca. And it's just a great way to go, to go and get away with uh, with your golf group and enjoy enjoy a great uh, time together. Yeah, and you've also the, the hotel has won some tremendous awards, the best of awards, correct? Yeah, Casablanca was we're we're happy to uh, 
uh, received the Best of Las Vegas Best Destination. And, you know, that, that comes with, you know, a lot of our uh, uh, things we have to offer at the property bring that, bring that to a head. We have a great spa. Catherine's Steakhouse is, is beyond um, <laughs> compare. And, uh, you know, and the resort itself is it's just a great place. So we we're very humbled to receive that Best of Las Vegas Award. And we're looking forward to sharing that with people to come up and enjoy, you know, the Casablanca Resort, which was the gold winner, uh, Best of Las Vegas, Best Destination. Yeah, and that's, that's competing with all the big hotels in Vegas also. Yeah, so if, you, if you're living in Vegas and looking for that great getaway, Book your room at the Casablanca Resort. Come enjoy all the amenities, golf, spa, Catherine, and our great pool area. It's definitely an oasis in the desert, and you'll feel like you're miles and miles away from home, uh, but just a short drive up to the Casablanca Resort. Yeah. Now, if people are interested in getting information, they can go to CasablancaResort.com or call 1-877-GETAWAY, and you'll get all the information that you need for uh, any of these packages that we've talked about. Um so you just finished up with the 18th annual Mesquite Amateur, correct? Yeah, we, we had over 630 uh, participants in that golf tournament. Um, and, you know, we, we obviously took a year off with, with COVID. And, but everyone came back really excited. It was great to see everyone back together. Uh, we do dinner parties during that tournament. Uh, we had over 20 flights. So you play with like age and ability uh, with that tournament. So another great year in the books for the Mesquite Amateur. And uh, people can uh, get ready for the 2022 Mesquite. I'm sure we're looking forward to it. And how are the courses? They should be in great shape with this all this heat. Absolutely fantastic. And the Mesquite Amateur takes place at the end of May, beginning of June. And those courses are just in great shape for those folks to come out and enjoy. And, you know, great competitive golf, but but, uh, also at the same time, the great hospitality of the Casablanca offers. Um, You pair that with a first-class tournament, and you just have a great time at the Mesquite Amateur. Yeah, and like I said, you can't, I mean, first of all, if you're coming up to Mesquite in the summer, the pool area is just outstanding. I mean, it's, if you didn't know where you are, you would never know you're in Mesquite in that pool area. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's definitely, like I said, an oasis in the desert. And when you when you come to the backside of the Casablanca property and walk out to that pool area, like you said, you're you're taken to a whole different place, and that place is relaxation. Uh, cold beverages and a nice refreshing pool and that's the place to be at the Casablanca. and as you said with Catherine's Steakhouse one that voted one of the top 100 romantic restaurants in the country and the pricing which is really 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 reasonable uh for for the quality of food that you get up there it's truly amazing truly amazing it, it really is and you know Catherine's takes on that that old school feel of you know we have yep. a lot of table side service from our salads to our desserts and we have you know the great prime beef um you know from from the stockyards that that you can't beat it the same steak you're getting on the strip at one of those great steakhouses <laughs> you're getting that same steak at Catherine's, and uh you're enjoying just an old school place um that that, that puts service first and the customers have a great time yeah it's a, it's a great i mean if you're traveling if you want to stay staycation, just right up the road on Interstate 15, um, unbelievable property. Rooms are great, restaurants are great, service is outstanding, golf is outstanding, the spa is great, pool area is just unbelievable. Um, so, I mean, you've got to you've got to take advantage of this uh, opportunity, people. So, if you're interested, go CasablancaResort.com 
or call 1-877-GETAWAY. And we've been speaking with Christian Anderson of the Mesquite Gaming and Golf. So, Christian, thank you very much for uh, getting us uh, this information. So, you're running that special, that that uh, $59 midweek special, until September 7th, correct? That's correct. And then, you know, after that, you can still book that $99 package correct. into the fall and and on, so it's a, it's a great way to go and enjoy mesquite. Yeah, and if you got and if uh, and if your lady friend doesn't play golf, you can send them to the spa. <laughs> so absolutely, yeah. The the women always love the spa. I mean, I've I've been on a number of trips where we check in, and the first thing the women do is go, uh, "We'll be at the spa." See ya. Um, you know, go out and you guys go out and golf. We're going to be at the spa, so getting taken care of. So, Christian, want to thank you very much for letting us know about these uh, specials. And uh, we'll continue to talk to you about what you're going, what you have going on in the fall. Sounds, yeah, Coach, sounds great. We got some great tournaments in the fall, Nevada Open, the Casablanca Two Man, and uh, yeah, always great events and great things happen at the Casablanca Resort. We can't wait to have everyone come up and see us. Thank you, Christian. Thanks, Coach.